pop and play, pop and play every day. Pop and play, <laughs> pop and play now with more oral tagging. <laughs> I feel like that has to be at least five minutes longer for it to be a commercial for the ACC network. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that costs you, if you want to put that in the ACC, that costs $12. What right. You just did. So. Exactly. We, uh, j- yeah, just with the income we get from this podcast, we could buy a three-minute spot of you doing that. Well, we're lucky that I didn't do my original idea, which was uh, rewriting um, uh, M&M's Stan. Uh, <laughs> for pop and play. For pop and play, <laughs> because they won't answer my messages. Oh, my God. I really had some rhymes in there that were that were pretty Fire. disgusting. And I'm Dido being like, yeah. my cat's got fat, I'm wondering why. <laughs> he eats too much. <laughs> yeah, uh, That's good. That would be good. Uh-huh. I'm into that. Uh, hey, it's the Cameron Lazies. <laughs> it is the Cameron Lazies. Episode 18. 18. Wow. Um, if we had better audio production, right now is where I would play a funeral dirge highlighted by a French horn mm, for the university. Oh, you do? I did. Bring yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, do you have a French horn still? Uh, I don't, but I could rent one and bring it to the next pod. <laughs> I like the idea of renting one <laughs> just for, this. for like 30 seconds at the start of a basketball <laughs> podcast. Uh, but the French horn that Ariana is playing in your minds, do you want to, can you do a French horn? I can try. It's do been it. a while. Do it. Do it. What, what, what melody do you want me to play? Just a dirgy, a very dirgy melody. <laughs> oh, God. Now I feel on the spot. You got it. You I got mean, this. I can easily play taps with the mouth trumpet. Do it. Let's do that. bad i'm wondering why <laughs> very nice very nice very so that good. is for the university of north carolina tar heels yes. who uh, for the a rough first one. time ever uh in a matchup dating back to 1926 have lost at home to the clemson tigers uh i want to thank aaron for the text updates that i got yeah. yesterday while i was riding my stationary bike uh that was a delight and uh what were they up 10 with two minutes mm-hmm. left Oh, yeah. Then they did absolutely everything wrong yep. uh, to lose that game. I think they turned the ball over uh, uh, two or three times like against the... It was really like everything that you can do at that point of the game to yeah. lose it. Against the full-court press, they were turning the ball over. Uh, they were taking quick shots. Uh, they were fouling, um, letting guys get to the hoop. It was ridiculous. There was a, I saw the highlights, and there was a, a long pass Carolina threw, and they were up four, and it was going down. It was just a terrible pass. Even the announcer was like, I don't remember exactly, but it was kind of like, well, he's just thrown it down the court, and it's picked <laughs> off. <laughs> like things are and completely, here we are, folks. Here we are. And then uh, Roy did a 180 uh, from throwing his team under the bus to asking his own athletic yeah. director to fire him. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was classy by him. It was because he didn't tell them the foul when the other team was up three, three. right? 
Yeah. That was that was the one that was the one decision that he, that definitely impacted mm-hmm. the yeah. game. And yeah. To be fair, they should have been told to foul. <laughs> I mean, True. He's, he's right that he majorly fucked up there by not doing. But that. I also feel like if he hadn't thrown his team under the bus, then they wouldn't have blown a ten point lead with two minutes to go. Because I feel like once Clemson started making a comeback, they panicked because they were like, "Coach is going to be mad at us again because of what's happening right now," and they just continued to unravel. So we uh, we had talked about the quote from the Georgia Tech game where he was like, "These guys aren't gifted." But mm-hmm. my friend Ivan cued me into one today where he apparently said. So if you're going to be like that, you yep. need to bring your A game, even, even though your A not. game might not even be an A game. So <laughs> brutal. Like, that's so mean. The sheer confidence when when it's just like emanating Ooh. from your leader yep. like that really must yep. just infuse you with like uh. a warrior's mentality. Um, yeah, that was hilarious. They're really bad. It's um, sad. Are, are we already in like Carolina has <laughs> to win the ACC tournament to make the NCAA? Oh, not yet. You don't think? How many more games do they have to lose to... Uh... I mean, so they've lost eight of their last 11. Yeah. That, uh, it's bad. It's... See, yeah, they they are... Okay, I'll give them... Oh, 500 or under. Right, they're... Right, I'll give them... One and four in the ACC. Eight and eight overall. Ohio State and Michigan are quality losses. Gonzaga, probably fine. Mm-hmm. UVA, okay. Um getting beat three times in a row at home not uh, great georgia tech pitt and then clemson and they also lost to wofford mm-hmm. yeah at home at least yeah. that wasn't a conference game true i know they could go off like they definitely could like go on a huge winning streak cole anthony could decide to for come, no good reason yeah, to come to c- play uh but it doesn't look great no it doesn't look great in chapel no. um yeah it's really bad i at the game last night because we were um checking the score while we were sitting in the ticket booth um and one of the other ushers in the booth were like i hate when unc is bad because then when it comes to the duke unc game it's not fun like oh it will be <laughs> that's wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a, I, I don't i don't buy that for a second i still think that's gonna be a brutal game no. i also still think they're gonna beat us one time I don't. I see it being a sweep. It should especially be. since they're not should, able to. It should be. It yeah. should be a sweep, but it never is. Yeah, I mean, the, it is sometimes. At the same it. time, they shouldn't score on us that much, right? Yeah. Like we could have a bad shooting game, but mm-hmm. we're, our defense should, should be able hold to down, clam hold that the down. Fort. Well, Aaron, I just want to turn to you and ask um, regarding UNC. Uh, do you hate to see it? I, I hate to see it. Wait, I don't hate to see it. I'm never sure what. Uh, it means so I know that sometimes you say it ironically you yeah. say I hate to see it when you mean that you don't hate to see it I mean this yeah. is the south like it's a it's the basketball equivalent of bless your heart bless your hearts yes. I think that Carolina gets a bless your heart um, uh, but yeah it's like there are multiple layers of, of irony it's like when you used to say um, uh, psych uh, to someone Can yeah you remember that gotcha oh yeah. sure yeah but like you would say psych on the psych mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you? And really? then that I, meant that you were. Yeah, you were not yep, joking. Exactly. I never double psyched somebody. Yeah. Wow. Never would have thought of it. Well, but maybe uh, maybe I, I was from a simpler should, part of the yeah, country. Yeah, I was. I was going to say we're uh, very. Um, uh, my people are very mentally evolved. Yeah. According to some New York Times columnist. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, we were really playing the uh, Ashkenazi double psych. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you could, you could probably put a column in there about that and it'd get it published by the New York Times. It would work. Uh, yeah, I'm from um, a bunch of like Simeon rednecks where we just got not. And where I, yeah, yeah. Not just became huge. We're on there. Uh, all right. So let's, uh, let's talk about 
um, ten miles down Tobacco Road, where the Duke Blue Devils had their troubles too. We only beat Wake by like forty or whatever it was. Um, this was no, we had problems. Yeah, sure, there were problems. Uh, certainly not many in Mm-mm. the first half, which is all I watched because it, it went exactly it was... like I thought. Wake Forest is not good, but again, Duke brought it in like mm-hmm. a huge way. Um, there are a few. I feel like going by uh, player by player is a little tedious. useless at this yeah. point and tedious because they were all good. Mm-hmm. We played well. I do want to single out Trey Jones, though, for taking their best player, uh, son of Randolph Childress, whose first name shall ne'er be mentioned, because Trey not only held him to zero points, uh, and it was a team effort, blah, 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 but Trey was mostly responsible. Not only held him to zero points, but I think he had, what, five field goals, four field goals? Uh, he, yeah, he didn't even get shot much. I mean, Trey Jones is a genius, and I thought that was awesome. Uh, and it was, particularly in the first 10 minutes, it was just right away like, oh, wow, he's not going to do mm-hmm. anything all day. So, I mean, that's one takeaway. What else did we see from that weight game? A, a good win. Let's let's be grateful, I guess. Yeah, overall, it was a good um, win. Uh, one of the things that I love to see um, was the fact that even though we were up by like 30 in the second half, we were still like on the floor and hustling for loose balls. Like they didn't let up, um, which is something that I think I worried about with this team. Cause sometimes they can be a little lackadaisical. And like with this game, they were like, Nope, it doesn't matter how much we're up. Like we're, we're coming at him with everything we have. Um, and like Jav was on the floor for loose balls and Joey Baker was on the floor for loose balls. And so that kind of hustle, um, was just really great to see. And like, we even saw a good hustle out of Alex after he came out after the nasty spill that he had in the mm-hmm. first half. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was one thing that got me really excited about this team is just to kind of see the progression of their like tenacity and like energy over the course of ACC play. Yeah. I was going to say just another, uh, great, uh, um, energetic team defensive effort um yes it's great that we scored 90 points uh yes it's great that we had some monster dunks and made threes and all kinds of great stuff but but the the effort on the defensive end throughout the game to completely strangle this team Mm -hmm. uh, and shut them down was great yeah, and then, you know, first half, only 23 points by them. Again, you always, always have a little bit of a letdown in the yeah. games like these in the second half, I think. But and it's still, not like they shot poorly either. No, they no, they, they hit a couple. Even in the first half, they hit, I think, three of their seven threes. Yeah. And so it was, yeah, they were, I mean, it's just you can't get anything against no. us. It's awesome. It's so, so awesome. I love this team still. Um, even more, I think, than like the last game. It increases my love with every single day. Um, I, I thought Cassius was great. I really thought like... He was awesome at getting to the hole. I have a caveat to that. Okay. I think Cassius was only great after Trey Jones came out of the game. And once Trey Jones scoring went away, that's when Cassius went from having seven points to finishing with, I think, 16. 16. Interesting. So you think... So there was a yeah. like there was an electri- like almost a switch when Trey Jones came off the court, and then it was like the space opened up because Trey was no longer driving the bucket, that Cassius started driving the bucket. Um, and so I do think he had some like good assist plays by like Trey, mm-hmm. um, but I think we really didn't see him spark or come alive until after Trey Jones came out of the basketball game. And now, I mean, what does that mean? Does that mean that maybe uh, in games where Trey is going to play 35, 40 minutes that you should get Cassius more touches on the perimeter where he can create by himself. Uh, What do you, I mean, what is the implication there? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I think some of it to me, some of it almost feels like Cassius is a little bit more hesitant and doesn't feel as compelled to 
do as much when like Trey's on the court in that regard. Um, and so it's, I don't know. It was an interesting uh, switch to me in like, I feel like he has some of these games where he is relatively quiet and then he'll have some of these games where he just like comes out and it's like, this kid is really astounding. And so now I'm wondering if looking back at those other games, is there a similar balance between how he and Trey are kind of playing off each other? Um, And it got me thinking about like Aaron's notion of like this idea that Trey is being pushed to like carry more offense, carry more offense, carry more offense. And is that maybe coming at the expense of Cassius getting to be this like, force um for for our offense so it was just yeah. interest, it was an interesting to note for me it is and we saw aaron a little deviation from the the trey shoot less narrative this right game. exactly Trey-ing 15 put up 15 shots yeah. but i almost love to see it because he, he made 10 of them <laughs> yeah right? no he was he really was good fire. but i also think like okay if you're going to ask this guy to play knuckle down defense all the time mm-hmm. uh if he's going to be the person leading the team he may not get as much of these type games so Honestly, against Wake, yeah, awesome. If yeah, Trey Jones can score it. 23 points and completely light it up. Yeah. Um, I wrote down uh, Joey Baker. Uh, Joey Baker's white period is over, named after Jack White. Uh, he's back. <laughs> he made a bunch of threes. Uh, I still think uh, he's going to have to prove he can do this against ACC teams. Mm-hmm. And in my notes, I wrote, Wake does a so-so impression <laughs> of an ACC team. Uh, <laughs> they're trying their best. They're trying their best. I mean, they're, they're more than, technically more than like a Wofford or a Cal or whatever, but... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I still think like he he needs to show in in tight pressure packed games that he's going to do that mm-hmm. before Coach K will ever consider playing him big minutes. But uh, it was good to see him just hitting threes again. Yeah, um, and it's yeah, you know, the fans love him. Uh, he lights it up and he brings a lot of energy uh, when he's doing that. So I mean, yeah, and I think um, I think his uh, obviously he's he's been in a bit of a shooting slump. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that that we should think about is. I think we have four players now who are shooting more than 40% mm-hmm. from three. Um, not, not including uh, big Vern, big Vern. Who's, uh, who's, who's <laughs> yeah. Our best free uh, three point shooter. 40 for 40 on the <clears throat> year. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Cassius is over 40%. Uh, Matt hurt is over mm-hmm. 40%. Uh, uh, Joey over mm-hmm. 40%. Wendell and Wendell. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> And our worst three-point shooter is Alex. Uh, Sweet baby Alex. Wendell, actually, his uh, same exact sample size as Vernon. So Okay. So yeah. then we'll, okay. <laughs> so we'll discount there's, him. There, but no, your point is right. There's three guys. There's yeah. three guys that can really, shoot really well. And, and shooting a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, and even Trey is kind of creeping up there a little bit. Trey, I mean, 36% for Trey, I would take that. Yeah. If you Absolutely. told me that at the end of the year, you're like, oh, that's awesome. Sure. Right. It was when people were leaving him wide open mm-hmm. to shoot them last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, I think this was this was a um, this was a Trey takeover kind of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it might be hard to to get your own thing going when another guy has got that mm-hmm. going on. Um, but I, I think he did <laughs> he did really well. Um, uh, another solid game out of Jordy. Um, just really really good, uh, tenacious, very good D. Mm-hmm. Um, scored some too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have some problem players in this game. Um, Fire them off. Who yeah, I got one too. I think it's probably the same one. Uh, well, there's I have multiple. multiple. Oh, okay. Let's hear them. Well, let's say our let's say it at the same time. All right, one, three, two. Oh wait, wait. Oh, no. does it go three, two, one or name? One. Th- three, two, one name. Okay. Okay. Yep. Three. Vernon carried. Oh, oh <laughs> man. <laughs> 
fooled again. <laughs> I blew it. <laughs> I uh, let's let's start with Matt. Hurt. Yeah, okay, Matt Hurt sure. had a really quiet game. Um, he, he was had, lost. It yeah, felt like he had a weird game. Um, uh, I think he hit a three early, which was mm-hmm. good. Um, then yeah, uh, uh, he was kind of a non-factor for us. Towards the end, he was um, he was missing a lot of his shots. He was taking shots too early in the mm-hmm. shot clock, um, especially when we were way up and like we needed to salt the the lead away. Not yeah. not that we ever. Uh, we're really going to be challenged in this game, but still, but still, like probably shouldn't be doing that. Uh, and yeah, uh, I just thought it was. Eh. Um, yeah, he did not. He didn't have a good performance. I mean, he played 17 minutes, was 25 percent from three, two of five right. overall. Yeah, he shot what one of four he from three. Even, yeah, one of yeah. four, and only shot one non three point field yeah, goal. Yeah, like he time. didn't he didn't shoot all he didn't shoot a lot. He didn't rebound a lot. Like right. he was on the court, but he wasn't really involved in the game. Yeah, yeah. Matt, her, I, this is still early to be saying this, but it does seem like he's better in close games mm-hmm. somehow. Interesting. Um, like I thought he was pretty solid in our Georgia Tech game. He was very good against Michigan State. He had a nice first game against Kansas. Uh, he was solid enough in Georgia Tech, except he couldn't go inside. Yeah, well, yeah nobody, but nobody their could. length, either right? Could, could Vernon. Vernon was I mean, having a hard time inside too, so I wouldn't blame that on Matt. Really. But he was four of 13 in the Georgia Tech Yeah, game. but he was three for seven for three, remember? Yeah. And he had yeah, some really yeah. big ones. Right. Um, but you're right. Okay, fine. We won't say that's like his uh, ultimate performance. Right. But I, I guess like the larger point is that sometimes in these blowout games, he seems to kind of vanish. Lose it, yeah. And you're kind of like, I don't know if he's just not into it or... Or if it's harder to find a role for him when you're not mm. sort of up against it. I again, I'm just throwing darts Out right ideas, now. I don't yeah. know. Um, there'll be there'll be more to come. All right. All right, but let's talk about Vern, real just real quick. Yeah, I mean, did Banks? It's like Banks from Georgia Tech still in his noggin. Uh, are we having a? Is yeah, this gonna be a it's thing a little PTSD he's like, right now. The minute he got stopped, he's like, "Oh my God, people out there can stop me." Yeah. What if I can never get going again? Do you think I, that's his inter- do you think that's his interior monologue, Aaron? I don't think that's his interior monologue. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want to speculate on what it is. Um, but, you know, I, I actually had kind of a... I wasn't going to go hard on, on Vern in this game because... You were going to go hard on, on Vern? <laughs> no. Lord, that's what you said. I was not. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing wrong with what I said. Fair enough. Um, if you say so, Aaron. The friendship between men is beautiful. Um, <laughs> so he... Um, I think this was a game where my depth theory was being borne out. Oh, God. Don't start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going. You want to remind our listeners about which depth theory was yours since we, I think, launched out multiple. (laughs) So the depth theory that's mine is kind of a uh, collective time time consuming uh, depth game. Where essentially, oh, <laughs> I think we just Shane watched Shane falling count. asleep <laughs> while listening the to the actual brilliance of my theory, uh, which is that. Um, wait, what was I? <laughs> oh my His goodness! Theory the is depth, so good, the he's forgotten theory. it. Something about something people eating up minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 people eating up minutes. Uh, that's that, literally all it is. That is that's all it is. <laughs> it's people eating up minutes, but not in a negative way. So, in a positive way. No, no, just a neutral in a, way. In a so if you way. can go out and get a plus minus of zero, that is a good minute, right? It's a replacement level minute. That's that's my argument. Sure, sure. Uh, is that if we have guys who are 
are plus minus zero on the court and we already have a lead of 10 or 15 or 20, then that's good because, what, 21 minutes for Vernon this game? He doesn't usually play more than 25, 26, something like that. But I kind of felt like, you know, he was out for huge stretches the first half, mm-hmm. no foul trouble. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, sure, they were they were doubling him a good bit uh, in the post. Um, he wasn't rock solid um, making his post moves, but he was getting fouled a good bit. I thought that coach just kind of sat him down, said, uh, Javin, you got this. Yeah. Uh, other guys, you pick up the slack, and uh, let's give the big guy a rest tonight. Yeah, so I wish I had thought of this um, before the Wake Forest game because I could have foreseen it that um, this game was going to be one where the minutes were roughly equal because we were going to just bury them. And I yeah. knew Aaron would come out firing like it proved something. And it doesn't. It doesn't prove anything. Uh, it just proves that in a blowout, Coach K has the luxury of playing whoever he wants, which I would have done the same thing if I were him. He but got it's cumulative over the season. Uh, no, I feel I, like this is the same conversation as the like in the NBA right now of them having the like squabble over uh, load management. Like I feel like that's the conversation we're having right now, but under a different like terminology slightly of well when we have blots coach k can have the freedom to rotate some of his other bench players in to spare the legs of his like non-bench players do you need to spare games in a college season of or spare legs in a college season of 30 games maybe i mean sometimes duke has looked tired in march sure we've seen we've seen those teams so maybe yeah in that case it's great my only point is i don't think you heard it here folks shane saying that my theory is great no, you, I, I think it's great that Coach K, what Coach K did. Uh, no, but my my thing is this game, which looked like, okay, uh, everybody from Javin on up are nine guys, excluding Wendell Moore, who's out with injury. Mm-hmm. Each got at least 15 minutes, and nobody got more than 30. So it's like, oh, nine-man rotation. Look at yeah. that. My thing is, okay, in a close game, it's not going to be that way. No, and I, and I really don't, I don't think that we have a nine-man rotation. I think that we have nine players who, who can, can play, play. Mm. at a replacement level. Uh, or sometimes above. Yeah, and that, and that's I, the only argument that I'm making. Not that we legit have nine guys who we totally trust and think are are you know no, going to go off on any given night. Look, I think that's that's like five guys. Yeah, and if I if you're saying that it's good to have these guys because it means we can play them in a Wake Forest type game yes. to reduce the wear and tear, then guess what? I'm with you, Aaron. But this, I don't believe it's what you were saying before, but I agree with you now. I think it's a very it good point. absolutely what I was saying before and have been saying this entire time, and I have been right, and everyone knows it. No, I, and, and my point is that when, when you know, the nitty becomes gritty, uh, as the saying famously goes, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're only going to see, you know, seven guys playing yeah. um, significant minutes. So, we agree, it sounds like. What Great, a, we what agree. A, this is Camp David good Accords job. all over uh-huh. again. Good and on Palestine, team. obviously. Right, all right, so... Uh, um, one thing I would like to comment on before we kick it to something else and yeah. put the Wake Forest game to bed because it was just such a slaughter that it like kind of doesn't matter. Um, throughout this season, we have only fouled out one player. Oh my goodness, really? Mm-hmm. For the Wake Forest game, they had two players that had four fouls. And one of our previous games, and I can't remember which, the other team had like three players that had four fouls. And they were still in the game, still didn't foul any of them out. Mm. And so this is like a perpetual, like I don't understand why it's happening. Because like with Wake Forest, it was their two big men. And granted, they did start like switching them and taking them out. But like still, we couldn't foul them out. And like, I don't understand why this is our problem. Could it be in a small it, part? Go ahead. Could it be because we don't want to get to the foul line? 
<laughs> we don't. Are we coach, that bad at it? In the huddle, we just avoid it like, all don't costs. Draw contact. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're shooting fifty-two percent from the line. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not I mean, pretty. I wonder if part of it is that our main big man plays a very finessey game. Um, I wonder if part yeah. of it is that our yep. defense tends to wear teams down, so maybe they're not even near. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, if you're getting a bunch of fast break points, people teams are lost yeah. to yeah. some degree. It's not like they're even close enough to foul you. Um, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I, w- I would rather. I would like to see a stat that's like, um, and these stats do exist of how good you are at drawing fouls mm-hmm. in general. Because I th- I do think sometimes not fouling players out can come down to luck or, or just yeah. So I don't know what our foul rate is. That's actually a really yeah good question. Maybe as we talk about other stuff, I'll try to look that up. Yeah. Um. Um. And another thing I would like to say in regards to the game is there was one point in time I think it was somewhere in the second half. It must have been because Alex was back in. Vern went to throw a pick for uh, Alex's man and threw the pick into Alex on accident. <laughs> <laughs> This is after he already yeah, like yes. took a huge spill. Yes. That's funny. And it was just like, what you doing, bud? <laughs> All right. So uh, just a quick update. Duke is number two on Bart Torvik's uh, overall metric rankings and number one on Ken Palm. Mm. So obviously Bart Torvik, all the support we've given you has been it, for naught. Yeah. Um, somehow Kansas is number one on Bart's. But Bart Torvik is the, they just po- lost is the to pop Baylor, though. <laughs> Statisticians. <laughs> Um, yeah, that is true. Like, and then the other thing I wanted to say is that the very first thing... Oh, first of all, um, we should talk about the New Jerseys quickly. Yes. Uh, I want. I want to. And I don't think I've ever seen... Even when the design seems fine, I don't think I've ever seen such a universally positive reaction yeah. to like, new new threads in sports. Would agree. Would agree. Uh, those things are They're sweet. fire, so, as the youth so would say. So who is getting them for us? And when do they go on sale? Uh, apparently <laughs> yeah do we have an amazon wish list yet <laughs> i don't think they're gonna be sold on amazon <laughs> i think you gotta get that shit straight from duke good point good point but I, my bigger we could go point camp is like outside the duke store buy these things for us should we be like yeah like online dominatrixes that are like <laughs> yes here's my list of things that right. I, want uh-huh. my, I want my slaves to gift me that's interesting that you know all about that world um, I mean, I'm just throwing that stuff. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> have no idea. I've never done an internet dominatrix thing in my life. Uh, <laughs> but do we have pay pigs? Is that, that's my question. What? what is, is that happening? what they call it? What is happening? That is a common reference, to be fair. You don't need any kind of knowledge. I've yeah. heard cash cow, but I have not heard pay pig. Oh, I bet it's derived from that. You <laughs> it. Yeah, okay. Um, but anyway, what were you going to say, Aaron? Let's move uh, well, on. I, what I'm saying is that I feel very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I uh, love you both, dude. Uh, no, I loved it. Um, except they're not navy blue uniforms. They're Duke blue uniforms. Uh, navy blue is its own color, you know, representing the service academy, Navy. It's also way more blue than yes. what we saw last night, um, right? Yeah, Duke blue is uh, Pantone 287. Uh, Isn't Duke blue actually closer to royal blue, though? Like no. what we saw last night was closer to black almost. No, this is incorrect. Um, you can go online, you can uh, Google mm-hmm. an article. Uh, what color is Duke blue? I mean, you could also just Google Duke style guide and pull up the official Duke color palette. You can do that. Um, but there was a Duke magazine article written probably oh, maybe 10 years ago now. Some journalist, very smart, uh, um, uh, put it together. And uh, I would definitely just Google that article to read the entire story about, about duke how duke blue came to be and why don't we just do it on the podcast right yeah now. just a reading just read the whole thing should the we do that whole andy warhol article. doing 
Moby Dick. Type. Nope. Nope. Uh, Andy, what's his face? Andy Kaufman. Kaufman, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Andy Kaufman reading The Great Gatsby or something like that. Uh, I thought it was Moby Dick, but hey, you can agree to disagree. <laughs> um, but you're saying, you're saying so I, I've just pulled it was, up Duplu it was and Wikipedia. The Great Gatsby. Uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Wikipedia is full of lies. Anyone can edit it. Uh, a professional <laughs> journalist wrote an article called What Color is Duke Blue? or something like that okay. in the official Duke Alumni Magazine. Where uh, I have written for. Um, interesting. They're good people. Uh, all right, well. So go ahead and find that. We'll share it uh, in the show notes um, because we have those. Um, no, 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 no. Don't don't read this. Uh, everything I'm finding online shows that Duke Blue is very close to a royal blue. Yeah. And that <laughs> last night's uniforms were closer to black and not Duke Blue. Yeah. This is very wrong. Last night's was definitely uh, navy. Um, and literally, so I am on the Duke's yeah. branding website right now, and it says the official Duke Blue is a shade of navy blue that has been in use for decades called Duke Navy Blue in our palette. Uh. It, it's sometimes referred to as academic blue. And then it says Duke Royal Blue is the other shade of blue in the palette and has been in use since 2009 for athletics, apparel, and promotional materials. The Pantone color for Duke Royal Blue is 287. So that's what you referenced before, the Pantone, 287. Yeah, but the official right. color, the official that's, Duke that's the blue Royal Blue Pantone, my friend. The navy blue, so according Aaron, so to Aaron's, our style guide. So Aaron's right about that. He's right about the okay. Royal Blue. The you, jerseys last night were definitely navy, though. So, but you're saying that that navy is Duke's official yes. official color, even though most of us associate it with the royal blue. Right. Okay. Okay, so the article is called True Blue, the University's Official Color, How It Was Chosen, and Why It Never Seems to Look the Same. Interesting. Uh, it was written by It's like some... that dress. Wait, is what it was black the last... or is it yellow? Or... What was yeah. the last comment you said? Because I stopped listening. I'm why it never honest. seems to look the same? Well, because we literally have multiple blues in our color palette. Well, there are also... Yes, we have multiple blues in our color palette, but there's also a difference in the way that blue... Or that the color is absorbed into uh, different fabrics or yeah, that on makes different sense. Uh, materials, signs, things like that. This is how um, physics and light work. Yeah, physics and light. It's very <laughs> exciting. Uh, the article is called True Blue, the University's Official Color, How It Was Chosen, and Why It Never Seems to Look the Same. And it's definitely authoritative and mm. really good okay. and better and smarter than the other two podcast hosts. Ooh. Um, I'm literally on Duke's brand website. Yeah, she, like, this is the also, official branding guide for also everything just said Duke. Exactly what you said. That's it's like blue. the same thing. I mean, you could have thrown it at me, but. You've made a big enemy in Ariana just now. Yeah, I'm also just in a mood right now, so like, there's also that. <laughs> no offense, Aaron, I do still love you, but... Hey, can we unite um, against the announcer, though? I, I don't know who it was, um, but he started the telecast last night by saying, talking about the jerseys, and I quote, you know this young generation, it's all about what the kids get to wear. I kind of pissed me off a little. I was yeah. like, eh, sh you ruined our planet. Okay, a couple kids like new uniforms, like let them have it. It's 70 degrees in January outside, and it's I your know. fault, Mr. Announcer. And I would argue West Durham's fault. West, if you're listening, I it blame, is West Durham. I blame new you fight. almost primarily for climate change. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, and then later he said Gregory Hines would appreciate the footwork right there after <laughs> Vernon spun in the lane. And I was like, that's a, and I, I, I kind of liked it, but it's a pretty old school reference yeah. ish. I don't know. It's not Ben Vereen, but like Gregory Hines, like who knows that guy? 
I guess the announcer did. I guess, yeah. Are they maybe banking on, because it was ACC Network the game last night, right? Yeah. Are they maybe banking on an older demographic watching ACC Network until they would <laughs> they would get those speaking references? Of speaking of, there's a new um, CPAP cleaning oh, uh, yeah. company out there. Fun. So it's not just so clean, which is the, <laughs> that, uh, the one that the, cleans your sleep equipment. Um, uh, but now we have Clean Zone. Oh, and that was on the ACC network. That was so. Now they have dueling uh, uh, CPAP, CPAP machine, machines, yeah, cleaners. Don't they also have dueling projector games or I think laser they're type from games? The same they're the company. same company. Okay, it's yeah. projects and, and laser X. And laser X. Okay. Um, yeah, I do wonder if uh, the advertisers like were falsely told that they were going to be like doing golf. <laughs> 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 like, what is this? <laughs> Our CPAP people aren't going to be watching this. Although my stepdad has a CPAP, can't get the ACC network. Oh. So if he had it, he would. He would it yeah, might, it might sure, work. Might be something he liked. Uh, all right, shall we um, put Wake Forest to bed, my friends? I think so. As Duke did last night. So handedly. Okay, um, we have a special project for y'all. And it is uh, a variety of Duke decade teams. Yes, indeed. It originally started as we were going to all pick our team of the decade, but we all kind of spun off in our own unique way. Uh, Ariana got pissed on me on Twitter for a miscommunication. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I was like, my tone was, Ariana just was going to do, cele- just went off into celebrities. <laughs> and she read the just as like, oh, she like. I did, only did this. Did some bullshit. Um so let's do... Uh, like I said, I'm in a mood. Sorry, team. <laughs> it's all good. So, Aaron, you and I, I think, uh, did best of decade teams, right? Sort of. Aaron okay. has copious notes, I feel. I have notes. Okay. And I have. I was just kind of... Um, I was going to basically see what you said and then say the opposite of it. Okay. Well, do you want me to go first then? Yeah. So I'm going to tell you my team right now. And this mm-hmm. is my team of my faves. All right? I so, like it. It's not... Um, with a few caveats, but it's players I really enjoyed watching. Mm-hmm. First one is going to be obvious, Zion Williamson from last year. Uh, one of the most fun college basketball players ever, mm-hmm. period. I put him up there with, I don't know, um, Anthony Davis probably. Fair. As the guy, and, and Steph Curry. That's that electric. And Steph Curry of guys that are just like so awesome mm-hmm. that, you, that you just love watching them. Uh, Zion was my man. Um, my number two, uh, and possibly my number one, if I went all time um, against Zion, is Nolan Smith from the year after yeah, we after won the, the title. title. Um, from yeah, 2010, 2011 season. He was spectacular. He led that mm-hmm. team after Kyrie Irving's injury. Uh, and I'm going to mention him later because I also made a list of my five favorite non-tournament games of the decade. But Nolan Smith is number two. Um, I picked two guys from the title team uh from the second second title team okay it's just 14 15 justice winslow one of them he's not and i loved him and it was really hard not to pick him and i think maybe i'll regret it but i really love justice winslow but i picked tyus jones Mm -hmm. uh because he was insanely clutch all the time and just i he was like his numbers were great he was a great leader he was the glue guy you needed Mm -hmm. to make that team into a title team but then, when it, whether it was Virginia, whether it was Wisconsin, whatever it was, when we needed him to step up and hit huge shots, he always did. So Tyus Jones was a complete pleasure to watch. Uh, loved him. It was, it was kind of sad when he didn't stay for a second yeah. year, but completely understandable. I also, because I didn't have a big guy, picked mm. Ja Okafor for that year. Fair. He frustrated me at times, and I think like some of the frustrations we're seeing... Uh, like the NBA is reaping the whirlwind of that. The yeah. fact that he just like can't play defense. Yeah. Um, but he did step up huge in the Wisconsin game at key moments. And he was a really offensively 
really, really fun to watch throughout the year. Yeah. What other big men did we have in this past decade? Zubek. Yeah, I mean it was a lot. Right, of it was pretty. Of it was plumbers. pretty light in that yeah. regard to like yeah. true centers. He so. was by far the best. The best. Um, we talk about maybe at the end of the year, depending how it goes, Vernon Burn. Carey mm-hmm. could kind of be up there with him. But yeah, no, he's. I mean, since like maybe even Sheldon Williams. Yeah, we didn't have like yeah. a premier big. Do- I mean, yeah, Bagley, maybe Bagley, Marv. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Um, anyway, and then the other guy I picked because it's so it's far back in memory now, but I I was remembering how much I loved him that year. And what he did for the team by becoming a point guard was John Shire in mm-hmm. the in the nine ten title year. Uh, he was fantastic. It's kind of tough to pick someone from that team because it was such a they balanced were so team. Holistic. Yeah. yeah, and like we needed Lance Thomas and Zubek mm-hmm. to be as good as they were. We needed Singler and Nolan Smith to be as good as they were. Hell, we needed Andre Dawkins to hit the big shots yeah. against Baylor in the Elite Eight game. Uh, there was a lot going on that year, but I do think Shire um, being gang pressed into being a point guard. Uh, Mostly because of how bad Paulus was. I mean, like, I, I I know that wasn't the like exclusive reason, but like he had to do something he wasn't used to doing and was fantastic at mm-hmm. it. So, so those are my five: Zion, Tyus Jones, Nolan Smith, Jao Okafor, and John Shire. Respect. I respect that list. Okay. Um. So I I mean I started out by just saying all right the entire fourteen fifteen team, and Ugh. that that would be my sorry. My, what <laughs> continue? Sorry. What? I mean, Ariana has personal issues. I mean, a complicated is, relationship. Yeah, the, the 2015 title team is one of my least favorite Duke teams. I get flack for it always. But really? Continue. Why? Because she's up there up close, man. She's got reasons you and I, I can't begin okay, to. Right, it's true. Can't okay. begin to crack. All but right, don't, let, don't let it slow your roll. Yeah, right, keep, keep, a, keep well, going. I'll remove all of them. No, no, no. <laughs> it's fine. You can keep them. There are players on that team that like were incredible. You showing it, uh, Aaron jokes. a little bit of attitude five minutes ago has counted. Oh, permanent. it has. And He's I feel like the... I feel a little bit bad that I yelled because I yelled and I'm not normally a yeller. So no, I'm, it's fine. I've already, I've already put it on Twitter that you are absolutely right about the Carolina or the Duke <laughs> blue color. I um, haven't seen a retreat like this um, <laughs> many years. I'm sorry I yelled, Aaron. It's okay. I can take it. Um, well, no, but but actually that gives me a good opportunity because I've already had way too many players on my team. Uh, so if I just take out the 14-15 team, uh, that's not a problem. Uh, except I could put Quinn Cook back on that yes. team. Um, okay, so okay, she likes Quinn Cook. Like I said, there are players on that team that I love. There are dynamics on that team that I do not. Okay. I'll put it that way. I like that Quinn Cook had to come back on that team and essentially give up his yeah. his driver's seat. Yeah. Um, uh, which was really important uh, uh, in that year. I like that. Uh, because, you know, he was very uh, much in charge mm-hmm. on the team that um, that had Jabari Parker and Rodney Hood on it, uh, the 13-14 oh, team. Uh, okay. So. I love Quinn Cook. This One of my is, favorites. This, this Better is, pro than Ja? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which is kind of funny to think about. Yeah. <laughs> if is, you had said that is, in college. Is John on a team right now? Yeah, Pelicans. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. he so is. he's on a roster. Yeah. Right, good. Um, uh, I've got... Um, I do have a sixth man also in my team. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and start with him. Love it. Uh, and that's Emil Jefferson. I love Emil. Yeah. And specifically, it's the Emil Jefferson from the 16-17 season. Okay. Uh, not from the championship season. Uh, 16, was, 17 was his senior year. The year he came back after being uh, injured grad, the entire year. Tech, right. Tech, um, grad his his redshirt senior year uh, when he played with Jason Tatum mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of those other guys. Um, 
uh, I think that was uh, uh, he he gets my my slot there. He was a great captain on that team. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, really but, vocal, like just a good a good example of what a senior captain should be. Yeah, and also played a Zubekian role on mm-hmm. the title team. For my center, I'm actually going to go with Mason Plumley in his senior season, 2012-2013, the year that ended with the horrific Louisville Elite Eight game where the kid got hurt. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. I was just telling someone about that game the other day. Yeah, yeah um, that was nasty. We, we were like a legitimately not very talented mm-hmm. team that year, mm-hmm. uh, and we took it pretty far. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember being, being pretty impressed by that team, and... Uh, uh, to say that Mason Plumley and Ryan Kelly and Seth Curry were, were the, big, the yeah. seniors leading your team uh, in that year, uh, and that there was a more than realistic chance that they were going to be a Final Four team, mm-hmm. uh, that game was kind of close until till that horrific injury. Um, I just remember from that game, we had nobody who could keep. Is it Russell Johnson? I don't remember. And I Peyton, Peyton Siva out of the yeah, way. Peyton yeah. Siva. They right. had two guards. Yeah, but yeah. Russell was the, the dude named Russell. I wish I remembered his, his line. I think it's Russell Johnson from Louisville. And that Louisville team won the title that year. They, they, did. Beat, mm-hmm. they beat Michigan. And those two guards were spectacular. So that, like, was like, yeah. that was like, that was one of our few pre-Final Four losses where you go, yeah, it's not that disappointing. They're just yeah. better than us. And I agree with you. That team that team achieved what they could have. Yep. I mean, they, they got to their, to their height. I like that pick. Starting at uh, Power Forward. Uh, is going to be Zion. Yep, I like it. I mean, you can't you can't leave him off. Um, and here's where things get a little more difficult. Um, uh, your skill players. So, 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. the great lost season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it to uh, Kyle Singler in his senior season. I think. Uh, we forget what a revelation he was. Um, he was a guy, he was a four-year player. Uh-huh. Uh, he okay. steadily improved during steadily his duration at Duke. Steadily improved the entire time. Uh, got stronger, mm-hmm. uh, better. Um, uh, played with Nolan Smith on that team. Yep. Uh, and I think was a, a big part of getting us through uh, to where we got. So, okay. Well, this is interesting because I had a comment on that for later when I did my favorite games. Yeah. There was a period in his senior season where Kyle Singler lost like all of his offensive mm. ability. Do you yes. remember that? Yeah. I do remember. Okay. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to pick him from 0-9-10. Yeah. Because he was really I good I think that I would year. almost pick 0-9-10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyle Singler. Because he had some cold, like mm-hmm. he, he kind it was of like, like Jack no White in a way. I thought was so impressive that year because Kyle kind of yeah, fell by the, the wayside. Like, yeah. All right. I'll go with 0-9-10. You don't have Singular to. Though. You don't have to. I was just thinking of that. Um, yeah, I, I just, I just want to make sure I wasn't misremembering that this actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, he did that viral video too. Kyle the, gets the buckets. Go- oh yeah, he did. Well, yeah. He did there's that. also, yeah. I think they played in, they played in some tournament over Thanksgiving, and there's a random clip of him gobbling like a turkey. Oh, it's oh, very, funny. it's just <laughs> as weird as you would think it is. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. We also saw him in the Duke jersey video yeah. with a ponytail. He yeah. looks real weird now. Weird, weird cameo. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if you're in the NBA and making millions of dollars, you can do whatever you want with your hair. Is he in the NBA? Yeah, he's got to be in the NBA, right? I thought he was like in Israel or something, but oh. you might be right. Okay. Uh, uh, that's kind of like the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, Kyle Singler, um, he still averaged 17 points a game. Yeah. he. What, what are his, what's his 09? I 10? will say he was 
the MOP for the final four in the 0910 season. Yeah. 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 Right. So he, yeah, he was a little bit better the year before. Right, I'm going to give him 0910 then. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, okay. So now I have two guards left. Uh, all right. Time to do it. Do it. All right. I am going to pick. Wait, I already picked Quinn Cook. You did Quinn. Okay, then I'll I'll stay I'll stay with Quinn Cook. Cool. I'll stay with Quinn Cook as one of my guards, um, and then my other guard uh, is going to be Kyrie Irving. There you go. Um, not for his play at Duke, of course, um, which when he did play was very good. Yeah. But um, he has what dis- <laughs> despite playing what nine games for us or something like that, has legit maintained a relationship with the program. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, seems to take care of his guys and acted in a very funny movie uh, as Uncle Drew. That movie was delightful. That was good, yeah. So that's my team of the decade. But I have a lot of uh, a lot of material on the cutting room floor, so I'm interested to see where where we go with this next. Um, let's see. Ariana, do you want to do your celebs? Yeah. So, okay. and as we were sitting here, I actually also put together five just like all-around nice guys. Oh, like, I like Just that. a team of all-around okay, nice good. guys. Yeah. So... Oh, yeah. Number one, Emil Jefferson. Yeah. If nice. anybody has seen the Tiny Tots interview that he did with yes. ESPN, it yes. is one of the most adorable things ever. Um, also, Quinn Cook, but in some ways a little bit more Quinn Cook's mom. She used to, like, <laughs> when he played, she used to like come and like she would say hi to students and she would like come into the gym and like chat with everybody. Um, number three, Zion Williamson. Like anytime you just see the kid, like not only does he love basketball so much, but he's just like a really like good human Mm. um and like you can just kind of that positive energy just sort of radiates off of him which is fantastic um number four andre dawkins um i think because he had some difficulties during his time playing for duke um and especially after what happened um I think sometimes he almost gets forgotten, but he was just like a really kind and generous human being. Um, And then my uh, last pick to round out that five um, would be Nolan Smith. And I think now he gets a lot of flack because he is the like, like driver of the Duke brotherhood hype machine. (laughs) Um, But uh, generally, generally a good dude, I would say. I'm glad to hear all of those guys yeah. are good dudes because yeah. they all seem like good dudes. Yeah. Um, you want to, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep going, so, roll into the celebs. Yeah, we can roll into a celeb team of uh, folks who have been at Duke games over the last decade. And there is probably some recency bias in this, um, just courtesy of like those folks that I like remember yeah. uh, coming through. Um, so uh, first first pick that i'm gonna throw in there uh i'm just i'm gonna throw them in as a duo and that's gonna be spike lee and barack obama they were at the duke unc game last year sure famously Um, cursed zion yes indeed (laughs) um i mean yeah in in regards to like well i'll get into like basketball analogies with these in a moment other picks that i have on this team are david robinson Mm -hmm. um you can't not put the admiral on there especially because he is the daddest of dads um like there have been times where like josh or justin goes into the game and he'll like pull out his phone and like be taking pictures of him while he's like doing things and there was one game where the ball went out of bounds and like the admiral caught it and then like 
gave it back to the ref and like from that point on like anything justin did was like magical and great because his dad touched it yeah it was kind of amazing <laughs> it is amazing that the spurs got the two daddiest uh, oh yeah tim duncan and, and, <laughs> and had, them for, had them for like 30 years yes. back to back uh but yeah he is the daddest dad and i mean he's great and it's fantastic um fourth pick is two chains uh because i have never seen someone wearing that much bling in my entire life in person inside um and then my i mean yeah so last pick insofar as the five then i have a couple of uh swing folks on here too um is shane battier i mean one he's a duke great two he's my favorite duke player Mm -hmm. um and three when he came he came with his son and he was like sitting there explaining the game to his son as like different things were going on it was just like really adorable that's cool um and then my like two like bench players that i have right now one is tony romo i mean he comes pretty frequently and he's like even stood in the student section before um and like you can just tell that he like loves like that atmosphere and it's really cool um and then the last one is uh ken jung because he is a duke (laughs) alum but he is also the most hype individual at a duke game (laughs) ever when he's there and it's kind of absurd how much energy he has uh for duke basketball so that's great yeah those are my that's my celeb team of folks who have been at duke games in cameron for the last decade yeah those are fantastic picks i like with romo i like when famous sports stars are clearly huge sports fans yeah and Mm -hmm. they still like like he'll come to cameron because it's Mm -hmm. awesome for him Mm -hmm. because you're like even me at this point i'm like i'm like it rules to go to big sports games but like if you're like here i have a super bowl ticket it's in the nosebleeds i'd be like no thanks thanks. i'll watch it on tv but i like when someone like romo is still completely into it so into it um Yeah. yeah great picks um Let's see. May I do my favorite games? Yes. Uh, that are, also- these are non-ACC and non-NCAA tournament games. So, again, non-ACC tournament. They can, they can be yeah. ACC regular season games, um, but just nothing before then. So, the first one I want to mention, um, because we're talking about it a lot, is Nolan Smith in that famous 2010-2011 uh, year. We were down by 16 to UNC at Cameron, mm-hmm. and he uh-huh. pretty much single-handedly kicked their asses and uh, he scored 34 points that day, and he didn't have much support at that time from Singler. And mm-hmm. I looked up Singler's stats. He had a little down period, but it certainly wasn't the whole yeah. year. So, um, But yeah, like Nolan had to do it basically by himself, and he just picked up the whole Duke team and had one of the single greatest individual performances I've ever seen in those circumstances by a Duke player. And when he left that night, uh, when the game was over, uh, it began to snow. And so I said, we've heard of making it rain, but that is the night Nolan Smith made it snow. Um, so I love that game. Uh, one quirky pick I want to pick is the 2011 Maui Invitational Championship where we defeated Kansas by virtue of three-pointers from... Oh, don't call me out on this. <laughs> You're nodding. I thought you knew. Tyler Thornton. Yeah, t Thornton. <laughs> so I always call that Thornsgiving because yes. it was, I think it was either on Thanksgiving discussion. Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he hit two big threes, and it was just so unlikely and hilarious yes. and awesome. Um, and I learned while looking up this game to find exactly when it happened that Tyler Thornton's middle name is Damascus. Oh, interesting. Huh. I like that name. Also, I'm pretty sure that's the tournament. That's the tournament that the Kyle Singler gobbling video is from. Is that right? Nice. I really felt like Tyler Thornton was going to have a middle name that began with T. With if T? only. Yeah. 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 Sh- I mean, yeah, wasn't T's? he Tyler Thornton the third? Is that true? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't I, My track record on... <laughs> what was on his these father's kind of, name? On, yeah. <laughs> it was, was, it was Tyler Thornton II. <laughs> 
while you're looking that up, I'll uh, I'll throw another one out I there. I hope I'm right about this. Because I've been wrong a couple times today already. I'm going to throw the Louisville comeback from yeah. last year. Yeah. Just mostly like for the comeback, how great it was, but also because Ariana and I were watching it mm-hmm. and had weird little obsessive rituals <laughs> yeah, we... that definitely worked <laughs> to bring it back. We and... went like super superstitious. Yeah, if anybody saw that game, we'd be committed, but it was great fun. I uh, also did my part during that game okay. and texted my dad, it's over. And uh, and then uh, went to sleep. uh, A friend of mine texted me while I was here with Shane. And he was like, this is over. I'm going to bed. And then we started making our comeback. And I did not text him to tell him to wake back up. Because I I thought that it would change the tide again. (laughs) I I did call my stepfather and told him to wake up. And so I I take credit for getting him. Because he is the ultimate quitter. Well, I have to... it does not appear that Tyler Thornton is a third. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it sounded right yeah, to me. Yeah, it seemed okay. Yeah, it seemed okay. Uh, but you know, part of the joy about being someone who goes to sleep early is that you get to relive um, these moments in the highlights. Yeah. Uh, later on, and yeah. It makes your morning really nice. That's and true. you weren't, Fair. and you didn't stay up all all that time. Uh, yeah. That's one of those games I watched. It's hard to get to bed after the exciting game. I've oh I've yeah. rewatched that game. Like that stretch of that yep, game. Same here. Times. Same here. It's it's like the way the crowd is completely silent. Uh, there was also some that weird guy. guy with a sign. A sign of <laughs> some kind. Behind the yeah, commentators. Be, yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah. The whole uh, thing was hilarious. Um, and then okay, the Austin Rivers game is number four. That's mm-hmm. obvious. I was at that game. It was so so awesome. Um, Quinn Cook repping well by popping his jersey at the student section. It was all good. And then the one that I really, I, really loved. The Austin Rivers game uh, has a special place in my heart, too. Go ahead. Because it was my first year in graduate school at Carolina. Ooh. And so I went to go watch with a bunch of my classmates. Um, and they were getting drunker and drunker as the night was going on. Um, and, like, you know, Carolina was up 10 or something like that. Again, with, like, two minutes mm-hmm. to go. And I was kind of sitting there, like, okay, all right. You yeah. know, maybe this is going to be a thing. We started making our comeback making our comeback, and they're getting madder and madder. Austin Rivers hits that shot. They all look at me. (laughs) I walk straight to the door, out to my car, gone. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only way to do it. It's the only way to do it. Um, That is another game where I remember the next day, furiously looking up to get the radio calls of it, because it was just like you want to see it. And the UNC one is perfect, because it's just like, Oh my God, he hit it! <laughs> it's like the most despairing. <laughs> it reminds oh me, there's God. like a there's a Pelicans announcer who there was a period when Steph Curry kept hitting like half court shots against and them or game winners. He just gets exhausted by it. Yeah, it is. He's like, there was one where he hits a half court shot in this, in this half, and he's like, and Steph Curry from half court goes in because of course it does. <laughs> Uh, so that game was awesome. And then the other one I want to single out, I believe 2013, Ryan Kelly, when he came mm-hmm. back from his injury against Miami. Uh, breakout uh, game. That game was beautiful. I was at that game. You were, mm-hmm. yeah. Completely lit it up. And I little sel- little selfishness here, the Cameron was chanting White Raven, which is a name I invented for him <laughs> at my old blog, Seth Curry Saves Duke. And so that's like my, my moment Your of biggest impact. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do feel if I was there, I would have been carried off on their shoulders mm, along with Ryan fair. Kelly. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> but that was awesome. That and place, oh, my God. That game was nuts. And that led to what we were talking about that year where they mm-hmm. went all the way to the Elite Eight and yep. eventually got stopped by a very, very good Louisville team. I feel like if that kid hadn't broken his leg, though, we would have won that game. Oh, the Louisville game? Yes. I we, don't know. No, I think because of it was a massive momentum shift and oh, energy yeah, shift sure. in that game. And yeah. I don't think we ever got over that. I also can remember the face on our like 
team because the it happened right in front of our bench and uh-huh. all of them looked like they were going they to throw vomit. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So that game, by the way, Russ Smith was the guy's name, ah, not Russell Johnson. Russ Smith, uh, Russ Smith and Steve. I, I don't. I disagree with you there. I don't think we could have stopped them. They won by twenty two. I think they're just a superior team. Mm-hmm. But um, interestingly, their starters. Was that Blackshear game, a freshman in that game? Uh, I bet he was. He must have been. Yeah, their starters that game for Louisville were 0 for 10 from 3, <laughs> even though he beat us by 22. So yeah. that just shows you, like, they just ate us up. Um, that was, he was a sophomore oh, that year. Okay. Yep. So, okay. Uh, oh, I had two honorable mention games, too. One was the Kentucky game from last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Showed how good we were. And then the other honorable mention is a group of games. Any game from the 2010-2011 season before Kyrie got hurt. Uh, because I think that was the greatest college basketball team ever assembled. I think we would have gone undefeated and won a title if Kyrie hadn't got hurt. So Fair. there you go. Those are my favorite non-tournament games. What else? I got villains and, and comedians. I, villains and comedians? I kind of want to hear the villains. One. I got an all comedy. Is it, I've got is some, it all Grayson Allen? Can you pick multiple Grayson Grace Allens? And Allens? There is, he is the, on there. The year Different was, versions of Grayson Allen, like the year tripping his, Grayson Allen, yeah. temper tantrum on the bench Grayson yeah, Allen. Yeah, which the year that his <laughs> captaincy was stripped, mm-hmm. Grayson Allen. Uh, I have some contributions to the comedy team, probably. Ooh. All right. Uh, um, but let's do, the, let's do the villains. All right. Jabari Parker, 2013-14. People always call him Doughy, and I feel bad when they do. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like he, he was a great player with yeah. absolutely no spirit and nothing to make me like him. <laughs> and his team lost, I think it was Mercer that, yep. that yeah, beat them. Yeah, that like, was sad. It was just like one of those guys that you leave. That team was you're lackluster. Like, you're like, you were supposed to be awesome, and like I, I saw wasn't. you retweeted a boring Jabari Parker. Uh, that was going to be my contribution to the, to the, team. To the comedy, comedy team. team. Yeah. Was that um, it's an account that doesn't tweet anymore, but it was great when it was when yeah. it was going. Uh, it's boring Jabari Parker. Um, uh, you can find it in our our Twitter feed from from a recent retweet by myself. Uh, I'm doing Twitter promotion really well. You are. Um, so the uh, the you know premise was that Jabari Parker is uh, boring, dude. Boring and spiritless, uh, but there are a lot of good Sudoku jokes in there. Uh, nice and uh, to jo- jokes about toast. <laughs> all right, I would. I definitely am going to scroll through that. At yeah, some that's point. very good. Uh, I got Grayson Allen. Yeah. And I, all I just wrote was "can't stop tripping." Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like when he, I gotta say, his bench tantrum made me feel slightly bad for him because um, he knew because he had tripped again on purpose, mm-hmm. and I feel like the tantrum was him knowing exactly how yep. yeah. fucked he was, yeah. <laughs> like, and it was his fault, and he just like he just flipped out. He did. Now yep. you, interestingly, um, having had some closer interactions. I feel like you hated Grayson Allen, but then came to so at least I feel h- sorry for him. Or? I hate Grayson Allen, the basketball player, because I think he is one of the most poor sports in existence. Yeah. Like between yeah, yeah. the tripping, between the temper tantrum, between the butt bump of Joel Berry. I think oh, it was yeah. Joel Berry. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Like between his like debut in the NBA when he started a fight, essentially, during summer league, like he just... It's like basketball means too much to him and he can't handle it. Um, And so on court, Grayson Allen, I like can't stand. Um, But I did have a handful of interactions with him courtesy of I tutored for athletics and like I didn't tutor any of the men's basketball players, but every now and then would like interact with some of them going in and out of the K center and like very quiet, very mild mannered um, young man. And so it's like, it's just like an interesting duality of personalities right. going on there. And so it's like, on one hand, I'm like, 
you seem like a decent kid. And then on the other hand, I'm like, why are you such a flaming jackass right now? So yeah, it's not exactly the same thing. Uh, but like, it reminds me of JJ Redick who like basically I think felt compelled to carry himself like a prick on the court, mm. but is like one of the coolest guys yeah, to ever off. play basketball yeah. off of it. Um, yeah. But JJ Redick was, was not, um, not a poor sport in the no, same way. No, yeah. no, 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 not uh, at all. Yeah, he. I don't he mean just, to compare the two. He really relished the villain role. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. That's like right. kind of how I'm hoping that uh, Matt Hurt will. Yeah. Um, yeah. With his mustache. With his mustache. Scraggly. <laughs> so scraggly. Uh, all right, so then the, the rest are kind of brutal, I'm going to warn you. Uh, one is Kyrie Irving from the 10-11 season. Fair. Don't feel like, I feel like it was, uh, I still feel this and people get mad at me for it, but I still feel like him coming back was, was an NBA mistake. exhibition for Kyrie Irving and not like the best thing for our team, mm-hmm. who had really gelled, won the ACC tournament. Yep. I love that team that year, yep. and we were completely out of sorts with him on the court. Oh, we had no agreed. idea what to do, and that Arizona game will remain in my memory so one sad. of the most unpleasant like Duke experiences ever. Um, yeah, that sucked. Uh, this next one is just me being a dick. Uh, it's Alex O'Connell from the seventeen eighteen season, <laughs> and my rationale is in that Kentucky Elite, or sorry, the Kansas Elite Eight loss. He only played two minutes and didn't get up a shot. What a what a bastard. Uh, he wasn't even what a, a waste of a person. Yeah, he wasn't even a big player on that team, but uh, oh I, I couldn't leave a villain team out without Alex O'Connell on it. Fair. And then lastly, R.J. Barrett last year, because he had about a million chances to make one game-winning shot and, and missed all of them. He did He missed all of them. Uh, Gut-wrenching. And he seems like a great guy, and I feel terrible yeah. for saying that. But yeah. So those are my, uh, yeah, those are my villains. Um, and do we want to roll right into my comedy team? Oh, let's do it. So I got real lazy at the end of this one. Um, this was a team oh. I imagined being hilarious to, to put watch. together. So Jack White from last year is one of them. Because you need a dude who's going to shoot literally 16.7% <laughs> from three on that squad. Um, Marshall Plumley from 12-13, which I think is his freshman year. He didn't oh, play man. a lot, but he's a big man, and his percentage from the field was 12.5%. Oh, God. So that's Marshall. So then I got lazy and just picked guys who, when I looked back through the rosters, They're awful. I was just like, who are these guys? And Or remembered them. Alex Murphy. Remember that oh, guy? Oh, Alex Murphy was such a waste. Didn't he transfer to Florida? I, I, yeah, he did. It was, he like, was okay for them, maybe? Yeah, I don't think he played I much I actually for them. don't remember him. He yeah, was yeah. nondescript white dude number, blonde, like, 15. Blonde, reddish hair. Uh-huh. Like, maybe, like, 6'3", or something like that. Six four. No. Nope. Then a guy I had completely forgotten. He was like Kyle Singler light. Mm. Um, the guy I had completely forgotten about. Ariana, let me see if I can give you a hint. The Tyler Thornton of big men. Like literally from the same year. I think it was like Thornton's best pal. They right? were. They um, they had another best pal too. Okay. Oh man. See, this guy is very forgettable because I was like, whoa, I forgot about him. Can I get it? One more hint. J H initials. There was one on Carolina also. The same name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Josh. Hey. Oh, Harrison? Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Josh Harrison. Yeah. I can picture his face now, and he just always looked clueless on the court. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know how the sport works, but I'm here. Yeah. And he was, like, kind of likable. Like, yeah. In the way like, goofy was, and likable. But, like, never that good. No. And it was just funny to me. So, wow. And I then, totally forgot about him. And then my last one is Casey Peters, who I could. Hold on. I have a plug. I couldn't. Hold I have on. a plug for the Harrisons. Okay. Which is a book. 
a history book, National Book Critics Circle <laughs> Award winner, sure. uh, which is actually very good. Uh, my nameless wife read it, um, and uh, it's still sitting on my bookshelf, but okay. apparently a very moving history book about okay. um, uh, black and white uh, families in the American South after the Civil War, Great. all with the last name Hairston. That's really a, that's a funny premise for a book, but good on them. If there's enough of them and they're historical enough, I say great. Yeah. My last one um, for my comedy team is Casey Peters, mm-hmm. uh, who I couldn't pick out of a lineup. But when I first saw his name, I thought of Casey Sanders and was like, oh, yeah, that guy was hilarious. But I was like, wait, wasn't he older? And then I realized Casey Peters was different from Casey Sanders. Yeah. But I want to get Peters on there. So Casey Peters. That's um, the that's the lady that killed her kid. No, Casey that's Peterson? Casey Anthony. Okay. And then I'm there's from a, there's Florida, a and I can remember that whole thing. Um, so Casey Peters, if memory serves me, was like a lifelong Duke fan. His dog's name was, uh, Wojo because he loved Duke so much. And so he named his dog after Wojciechowski. Um, yeah, that's. Here's what he looks like. Yeah. Bringing him up. He was, he was not a scholarship player. I do remember him. A yeah. walk on. Yeah. Uh, also, I think another fair contribution to that comedy team would be uh, Sean Kelly, Ryan Kelly's younger brother. Ah, good yeah. call. Yeah. What about Sean Obi? Would he get on there? Oh, Sean Obi was actually good. Though. He was good. Yeah. Um, I just. Ooh, we could also make a team of Duke transfers yeah. to other <laughs> schools yeah. like Jimmy Ojolay and Benajay. Yeah. yeah. Benajay oh, was Benajay really good for like yeah to bite us against Syracuse. Alex yeah. Murphy could be on there. Yeah, <laughs> he did so good for the Gators. <laughs> and then uh, what's his name? The guy that we just played on BC. Derek Thornton. Yeah, Derek Thornton. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think we have a team right there. Yeah. And uh, Sheed Suleiman too. Right. Uh, for Maryland. Yeah. But he's a. And Greg, he got dismissed. First yes. to get dismissed since Corey Maggetti. <laughs> mm-hmm. Greg Paulus for Syracuse football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does that count as a transfer? That's Coach Paulus to you. Enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Coach Paulus of the villain team, too. He's the head yeah, coach. Yeah, he of, would be of their coach, wouldn't team. he? Or the comedy team. I think he could do both. Yeah. Um, so there we go. I mean, anything, Aaron, you've got, I know you've got a lot of cutting room stuff. You want to chuck I anything know, in, or would we, have we hit it? No, I think uh, I think that's that's uh, all the all the fun uh, with the players that we've had. Um, I'm really curious on a future podcast to learn more about the 1415 team because uh, Nameless Wife and myself uh, really thought that they had a fun time together. Everybody um, loves the 1415 team. So your take was that they were super clickish, right? Yes. Like it was like the three dudes and then everyone else. So let me pull up their their roster but yeah it was very lamp down (laughs) i just knocked over a duke lamp that cannot be good luck what color blue is this lamp that's duke blue pantone 287 so um, just read the article i already tweeted it so yeah this uh i forgot about matt jones too i mean i didn't forget about him but matt jones um, so you have to say it like that because of the rapper mike jones okay um who in all of his songs would say his name mike jones uh Mm -hmm. in a similar way (laughs) <laughs> and Fair. I've never gotten it out of my head. Fair. Mike Jones. Um Yeah, no, the the 2014-2015 team. So I spent like that whole season like watching their dynamics on the bench. Um and they were they were very clickish and they were like some of them got along with each other and like it tended to be like the younger black players got along with each other and then the older players 
kind of got along with each other, but there was there very much was a divide. And then there were some people that were just kind of by themselves, like Grayson Allen was just kind of oh, like yeah. a little bit lone wolf in it. Um, and so it was just a very weird. But they all had the same like, haircut. You look at you look at like this team now, or you think about last year's team, and like anytime anybody does something, the whole bench lights up, and yeah. it doesn't matter what like what you are for this team, whether you're a superstar, whether you're a role player, whether you're a bench player, like everybody was in it for each other. And that's just not what the 2014, 2015 was like at all. It was very much a, the stars knew they were the stars and everybody could just like kind of bow down to them a little bit. Um, And so it was just made for awkward, like team interactions to me. And that was my reason for not caring for them. And it was like, it, whatever they had going on worked really well. We won a national title through it. Um, but they just didn't have, they did not function as a team right. in that, in that sense. So yeah. that's my beef with them. They are very talented. Um, and it that just felt like, like they that, didn't that, like each other. That chemistry thing can play big, but it also there's weird things that can happen mm-hmm. chemistry wise. I write about golf. There's a player, Patrick Reed, who you guys don't know, but his college teammates literally all hated him. And it created this environment where they all wanted to kick the crap out of each other in practice. Mm. And so, like, every practice was, like, high stakes and crazy. So that when they got to the, like, NCAA tournament and it was match play, they just ran over everybody because they were so used to playing these hate-filled, like, That's insane. <laughs> revenge matches I against each other. I would lose my mind. Yeah, in the championship match there one year, they all, Patrick Reed's teammates went up to his opponent and told them that they hoped he would win. <laughs> They're like, we want to win the national title, but we hope you win your match against Patrick Reed. Wow. Like that was like the state. And it's like, oh, well, I guess any kind of team can win a title. Or, yeah. Or there's multiple paths. Ways to get yeah. there. Um, we have one Twitter, or at least we have, we have several tw- Twitter Ooh. questions, but do we we want to do them now or yeah, let's do them? Let's, let's, right, let's, 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 let's lightning round. All right, lightning round. All right, I'm gonna. I only have one. Uh, oh no, I've got a bunch of. Them. I know you got a bunch. I have a bunch too, but they're way back in my feed because I was stupid about Clemson. Um, anyway, uh, Carolina. Right, no, 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 no. Wait, can I ask the first one? Yes, because I already answered this one. Okay. Without looking, what is UNC's Ken Palm ranking? This Ooh. comes to us from oh, at yeah, Steve that's Melnick. Right. Without looking, what is UNC's Ken Palm ranking? I and remember let, you and, said one. And let the record show right? that Shane immediately went to look it up. No, um, I, I didn't. I just got Ken Palm ready. I assumed they were not in the top 20, which is all I can yeah. see. Yeah. You can not. see the top 23 for the record. <sighs> I can see 24. I see BYU is 24th. So. Ooh. Yeah, I already guessed 120. Yeah. Um, God, I don't know. There's no way they're Come that bad. It's a lightning round. There's no way they're that bad. 72. Hmm. I'm going to go 53. I think it's 82. 82? Uh, 83. 83 right 83. now. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things. And maybe that's an indication that they're not that bad. But really, Ken Palm's rankings, what you have to know, is the bottom half is almost exclusively small teams. Yeah. So like, it's very rare, no matter how bad you are, yeah, to see that a you big drop six that team low. go below like 180 or so. Uh, it does happen, but it's not that common. Also uh, from Steve Melnick, at Steve Melnick. Something has clicked with Trey these last three games. That dribble up three is the sec- in the second half was an aggressiveness we haven't seen before. I don't think that's actually a question. No, that's a, that's, that hey, is, we welcome that's a comment. comment. We welcome comments. We do welcome comments. Yeah. Um, Duke's uh, adjusted O on Ken Palm is better than their adjusted D. That's really something. Uh, yeah. yeah. I will say I love how we're adjusting with Wendell out. Yeah. So far. Yeah, so far. And I want him back. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Agreed. But, yes. And but I think right. he'll we, fit back in, but like but I, I like he will fit back in and I really think well. really well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Carolina Meltdown, something we touched on earlier. 
as GT, Pitt, and now Clemson have all won at UNC, how certain is it that Duke will lose there? <laughs> 95% or now, 99%? I will say that Carolina <laughs> Meltdown is not an alternate account that I run. No, no. Carolina <laughs> Meltdown is a great account that all it does is post comments from their message boards. Nice. From uh, Carolina's right. message boards. Um, they've done 17,000 of the tweets so far. Okay. Wow. They're good. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do like... Like Ariana, you said it should be a sweep. But should be. These things never. These things always like are hard, and so yeah. I'm like, God damn! You know the Dean Dome game is somehow going to be complicated. I'm going to go with 95. percent Yeah, 95. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I almost feel like the Dean Dome game might be easier than the Cameron game, just because UNC is having a really hard time holding it together in their own gym right now. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like if it isn't going to be a sweep, it's going to be reverse. Yeah, yeah. I only wish, God, I wish we were playing them tomorrow. Like, I wish we yeah, could just, r- like, ride this run, train. Yeah, because yeah, you know they're going to... Re- as much as we like making fun of Roy, he's too good a coach not yeah. to recover somewhat. Um, what else we got, Aaron? Uh, I think that's it. That'll do it. All right. Well, this was fun, fellas yeah. and ladies. Uh, thank you for joining us. Duke won again. And our next game is against yeah. Clemson on the road this yep. week. And so we will... Uh, we will we'll do s- it. We're doing a a lazy's watch. Are we good? Right? Yeah, yeah I'm right. absolutely yeah. for it. So we'll. Um, what we'll, day is it? Tuesday or it's Wednesday? Tuesday. So we'll all be watching together. Uh, we'll field your questions uh, during the game, and then we'll record right after the uh, right after the game ends, provided that uh, um, we're all feeling okay. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's Seven uh, o'clock game. Nice. Yeah. So Not yeah, bad. we yeah. finally get to bed at a normal time. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, um, we're looking forward to that and, uh, do, do reach out to us on the social media, uh, and, uh, subscribe to us on your podcast place of choice. Did I do it all right? You did. You nailed it. Great. Good job. Thanks. Woo-hoo. Bye everybody.